بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمدہ رسول کریم ملفوظات حضرت مولانا شاہ کی محمد اختر صاحب رحمۃ اللہ علامہ بدرالدین عینی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ بخاری شریف کی شرح عمدت القاری میں لکھتے ہیں کہ قرآن پاک میں اللہ تعالیٰ فرماتے ہیں ان الابرار لفی نعیم و ان الفجار لفی جحیم آیت آف دا قرآن شریف علامہ عینی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ رائٹس کہ یعنی نیک بندے جنت میں جائیں گے اور نافرمان جہنم میں جائیں گے اللہ تعالیٰ ہیز مینشن دا ٹو کیٹیگریز پائس دے ول گو ٹو جنت اینڈ دا سنز ول گو ٹو جہنم تو ہمیں ابرار بننا چاہے یا نہیں اللہ تعالیٰ ہیز مینشن دس ویری کلیئرلی دا ابرار The pious will go to Jannat and the fujjar, the sinners will go to Jahannam. So should we not become abrar? So obviously, because to get to Jannat, you have to be among the abrar. So now the question is, lekin abrar kaun log hai? Who are these people who are described as the abrar? The Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says, these abrar will go to Jannat. So who are these abrar? سقال الحسن الحسن البصري في تفسير الابرار الذين لا يؤذون الذر ولا يرضون الشر فذن كوت حسن بصري رحمه الله عليه that in the tafsir of this ayat he has explained that abrar wo hai jo chunti ko bhi takleef na de that abrar are those who don't even give any taklif to an end so if a person is not giving or conscious of not giving taklif deliberately to even an end so what about insan and then that too is any insan what about a musliman what about somebody who is his own near and dear one family parents children whoever So, Hassan Basir Rahmatullahi says that the abrar are those who don't even give an, an ant any taklif. Sun lo isko. Baaz log be khiyali mein chuntiyo par pair rakhe chale jate hai. So, sometimes people without any consideration, they just walk in such a way that just temple the ants that might have been walking in that path. One is a person didn't even know what happened, but where the person can see that now there's ants walking here. So, to avoid them. شادی شیرازی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ نے فرمایا کہ جب کوئی چونٹی پر پیر رکھتا ہے تو چونٹی کا وہی حال ہوتا ہے جیسے انسان پر ہاتھی پیر رکھ دے شیخ سعدی شیرازی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ ویری سمبل ٹو دا سچویشن وے ناؤن بینگ ہی ٹیمپلز آن اینڈ اٹ از دا سیم سچویشن دیٹ این انسان ول فیل if suddenly an elephant had to stamp on him no. so that situation that an insan will feel Allah. that's what that ant feels on that end bas agar abrar banna hai to biwi bachcho aur maa baap ko satana to bahut hi badi baat hai chuntiyon ko bhi takleef na do so therefore as it says that if you want to become among the abrar then to give takleef to one's wife children to give taklif to one's parents this is a very far away thing such a person must not even give taklif to ants if he wants to become part of the abrar 
then even giving taklif to ants will deliberately obviously give taklif to ants will exclude him from this so if he is constantly giving taklif to insan his near and dear ones so where he is going to make it in this category of abrar وَالَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْذُونَ الذَّرِّ وَلَا يَرْضَوْنَ الشَّرِّ تو ابرار وہ بندے ہیں جو کسی چونٹی کو بھی تکلیف نہ دے اور کسی گناہ سے خوش نہ ہو so the two parts we mentioned in this tafsir one was that they don't even harm an ant now an ant was just used as an example because of its very minute size and which is not given any second thought generally by many people so it doesn't confine itself to an ant not even an ant obviously anything else also where there is some thing that will be harmful so to save oneself from the harm of it that is within the person's uh, limits he may do that sometimes this is not fully understood so for example now person now says that now this mosquito is now in future can't do anything about it just let it be now the mosquitoes are feasting on him and he says no but this is not in order to now kill this mosquito so there is some muzi something that is going to be giving harm to the person so he is it is in his right to protect himself from that harm so should kill it Hazrat he had once written to Hazrat that there is a hal that has come over me that I cannot bring myself to even kill a mosquito there is such a uh, situation and a hal that has overcome me that that too is now beyond me I can't do it now that was a very positive hal because that was a very overwhelming aspect of compassion that this too is nevertheless a living creature it's got life in it but now this is a Kamal of a Sheikh Kamil who has his gaze on all the various angles of things so on the one hand obviously this hal of his hal of his this is something which was a a noble thing it was something good meaning this compassion of this level was a very good thing but at the same time the hudud have to be maintained now if that becomes a masla that becomes something that people now start taking as what's to be done it's going to become difficult maybe a person now he's okay with it that those mosquitoes are feasting on him now he'll start fighting with his wife and children for killing the mosquitoes also and meanwhile those mosquitoes are causing havoc children are getting bitten etc he says no 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 this can't kill this thing where is going to finish off that was his kamal he replied those days and until recently this was the standard I had the opportunity of seeing many letters of Hazrat to some of his murids at that time and even some of the, well many letters have been published of Hazrat Hamir Rahmatullah etc. So the manner of that correspondence will be the, the manner of presenting the hal and the reply that 
sometimes just in the margin, there will be just one line of what is now being addressed and one line, and one line, and one line, sometimes will be there. So in that whole page sometime, or two pages a person wrote of all his halat, there will be about three, four lines of the reply at various points, and some general one or two points at the end maybe, that was it. But that one, two lines, three, four lines, it summed up everything. That was the Kamal. So in that one, regarding that, in one line he merely wrote, tell somebody else to kill him. So he maintained his hal in the sense that can't force the person to do something when that hal is overcoming, which provided that that hal itself is not something negative. So now to try and force a person to do something against that can become problematic for his own personal self. So he didn't uh, give that instruction, but to maintain the limits and boundaries, he said, tell somebody else to do it. So you didn't uh, now put yourself in that country that now I killed this, but at the same time what needed to be protected from, you did that as well. So in any case, I was saying that this is the one part of that definition of abrar, that they don't even cause harm to an ant, or kisi guna se khush na ho. The second part of it is they are never pleased with any sin. La yardawna shar. La yardawna shar, they are never ever pleased with any sin. Ah, gande gande khayalat paka kar, andar andar haram khushi li ja rahi hai, aur abrar bane huye hai. Let's say that, ah, what can we say? People keep cooking up filthy thoughts in their minds and hearts and are taking this haram pleasure out of it and still outwardly seeming to may have become part of the abrar, uh, regarding themselves as part of the abrar. How can this ever be possible? Jabke abrar ki tafsir ye hai, ki abrar wo bande hai, jo Allah ki nafarmani se khush nahi hote. Whereas the definition of abrar is that these are those servants of Allah Ta'ala who are not happy with the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. So, aap bataye, dil mein gande gande khayalat pakana ya purane gunaho ko soch soch kar haram maza lena ganto isme majhul rehna aur toba na karna kya ye shakhs Allah ka maqbool hai? So, that now ask the question that you think for yourself that somebody who is cooking up all these evil thoughts in his mind and heart and he is repeatedly thinking about all these sinful things or bringing to mind deliberately some past sin and taking the haram pleasure out of that and sometimes owls are going in this kind of thing and that he's not even making toba. can such a person be an accepted person in the sight of Allah Ta'ala? Allah. Allah ka maqbool hota so, foreign tambi ho jati. Had such a person been an accepted person in the court of Allah Ta'ala, then he would have been in some unseen way reprimanded, or he would have been something would have come to his heart and mind to stop him from that immediately. When Shaitan whispered the initial haram in his heart and mind, there would have been some divine help that would have come to him had he been an accepted person in the sight of Allah Ta'ala then he would have been stopped from this immediately. That he would now suddenly have started thinking immediately, what am I up to? How can I do this? And how can I, what kind of thoughts am I bringing to my mind? This has come repeatedly, 
One is something coming to mind and the other is bringing something to mind. Something coming to mind is not in a person's control. That is the waswasa of shaitan. But bringing something to mind is in his control. Sometimes something came to mind involuntarily but then he deliberately now took it further, he entertained it. That is also part of bringing to mind. So the involuntary thought that he is not accountable for. That is the waswasa of shaitan. But then to entertain the thought, to give it space, to allow it to set, stay in the mind, that is a voluntary action and that obviously destroys the heart. So now he will start thinking that how can I be doing this, what kind of thoughts am I bringing to my mind? And and then he would have severely reprimanded his nafs that you despicable nafs what kind of thoughts are you bringing to mind jis guna par allah ne ek qaum par azab nazil kiya us guna ke khayalon se maza leta hai the kind of sins which allah taala descended his azab upon nations now he is bringing such kind of thoughts to his mind deliberately and thinking about such things to jis par allah taala ki meherbani hoti hai usse foran toba ki taufeeq ho jati hai if a person, if Allah Ta'ala's grace is upon him, peace is upon him, then as soon as that waswasa comes, he immediately gets the tawfiq of tawbah. So this too becomes a means of his progress. That shaitan is trying to derail him, shaitan is trying to distance him from Allah Ta'ala by putting these waswasas. But every time that waswasa came, he turned to Allah Ta'ala with tawbah. Where is tawajjuh towards Allah Ta'ala? So it is like that person who somebody is uh, passing him some or giving some wood to him, firewood. So now if he takes it and starts loading it on his head, so after a while he'll get crushed under it. But each time he took that firewood and he put it into the fire. So now it became a source of heat, a source of benefit, benefit. Now somebody can cook something on that fire, it will give warmth in that cold. So it was something that was burdensome, but he turned that burdensome into something beneficial. So now when this vaswasa comes, now the point that Hazrat is explaining to us, that sometimes a person continues in this way, but still feels, I am fine, I am pious. So the thing to understand very well is, that had a person been close to Allah Ta'ala, then he wouldn't be allowed to continue thinking recklessly in this manner and destroying his heart. Then that divine help would have come also. And he would have started thinking in this way now, that how can I be thinking in this manner? How could I have been filling my heart with this kind of filth? And if a person doesn't seem to be achieving or getting the tawfiq of making tawbah, then he should understand that I am deprived of Allah Ta'ala's rahmat. So now this should be the wake-up call. I have gone so far now that Allah Ta'ala's rahmat didn't come to me. I spent one hour in this filth. So now I need, really need to now make a serious effort to take a U-turn. Because now I am far away from Allah Ta'ala's rahmat. اللہ ما آلوسی تفسیر روح المعانی میں لکھتے ہیں کہ اللہ تعالیٰ فرماتے ہیں 
ثم تاب عليهم ليتوبوا اللہ تعالی سے اس قران شریف ثم تاب عليهم ليتوبوا یعنی اللہ نے ان پر اپنی مہربانی فرمائی تاکہ وہ توبہ کرے اس کا یہ مطلب کیا ہے اے وفقهم للتوبه what allah taala is saying that allah taala then turned his attention to them so that they may repent so the meaning of this is that allah taala granted them the tawfiq of making toba so then they made toba so this tawfiq of toba comes from the side of allah taala allah ne meherbani farmayi yani tawfiq e toba bakhshi allah taala granted his grace and mercy that is allah taala granted the tawfiq of toba معلوم ہوا کہ توفیق توبہ آسمان سے آتی ہے اور زمین والوں پر یہ اللہ کی رحمت کی علامت ہے کہ توفیق توبہ نصیب ہو جائے آخر قرآن پاک کی آیت پیش کر رہا ہے تابا علیہم اللہ نے اپنی مہربانی کی واہ اس آیت کی علامہ آلوسی رحمت اللہ علیہ نے کیا تفسیر کی اے وفقہم لتوبہ اللہ نے آسمان سے توفیق توبہ زمین والے کو بیج دی سو حضرت سینگ در ایم پریزنٹنگ دس تفسیر آف دس آیت تابا علیہم اللہ تعالیٰ شاوڈ ہیز گریس اپان دیم سی سبحان اللہ وٹی تفسیر علامہ آلوسی رحمت وَفَّقَهُمْ لِلتَّوْبَةِ اللہ تعالیٰ گرانٹد دے توفیق آف توبہ اللہ تعالیٰ سینڈ ڈاؤن دے سپیشل ہیلپ دے توفیق آف توبہ اور ناو میڈ ایٹ پاسبل فور دیم تو میک توبہ تو جس کو توفیق کے توبہ نصیب ہو جائے اس زمین والے پر اللہ کی رحمت کی علامت ہے لیے توبو تاکہ وہ توبہ کرے اور ہمارے بن جائے سو دے پرسن ہو گیلس دے توفیق آف توبہ a special rahmat from Allah Ta'ala upon the person that Allah Ta'ala is now giving him this tawfiq liyatubu so that he may make tawbah and come back to Allah Ta'ala become the friend of Allah Ta'ala gunah karke nafs ke ban rahe thay ab tawbah karke dost ke ban gaye all this while he was committing sin and he was becoming the slave of his nafs now he made tawbah and became the friend of Allah Ta'ala تو میں عرض کر رہا تھا کہ ابرار کے رجسٹر میں ہمارا نام کیسے درج ہو جائے سو ناؤ دس از دا کوشچن ڈسکسنگ دیٹ ہاؤ کین وی انکلوڈ اور سیلس ان دا رجسٹر آف دا ابرار سو ناؤ وی وانٹ ٹو بی پارٹ آف اٹ تو چاہیے کہ ہم چونٹیوں کو بھی تکلیف نہ دیں اور اللہ تعالیٰ کی نافرمانی سے خوش نہ ہو سو ناؤ دا پاتھ ٹو گین دس اینڈ ٹو گیٹ انکلوڈیڈ ان دس رجسٹر آف دا ابرار is that we don't even give taklif to even an ant and don't be happy with the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala this is the shan of a mu'min that he's never happy with the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala that does not make him meaning apart from the ambiya who are masum and sinless it doesn't make anybody else immune he's in shan But a mu'min doesn't sit to plot and plan sin. He doesn't sit to try and premeditate how he's going to commit some haram. That will be something that as a waswasa came to his mind, he immediately then made toba istighfar in his heart, turned 
the mind away and occupied his heart and mind in some positive thinking, positive thought. So he won't sit and spend time thinking and planning and plotting how to commit guna. But being in San, in a heat of a moment he can slip somewhere as possible. But that too will be like one mountain came above him. And like a qiyamah has come upon him. So he will never ever be happy with sin. Allah ki nafarmani dekkar dil ghamgeen ho jayega. Rather, the condition would be that when he sees some disobedience of Allah Ta'ala taking place, his heart will become grieved. Apna guna ho, ya kisi aur ko guna karte dekha, to dil ko sadma jaye. Whether he fell into some wrong, whether he sees somebody else committing some wrong, it will cause some pain in his heart. There will be some grief that my Allah is being disobeyed. What a major thing this is. So he will feel hurt about it. That my Allah Ta'ala was disobeyed. This is a sign of being connected to Allah Ta'ala. That a person sees some disobedience, it hurts him. He doesn't feel anything good about it. He feels hurt about it. Jisko apne baap se mohabbat hoti hai, to baap ki nafarmani karne wale baayyo ko dekkar, wo dil mein ghamgeen ho jata hai. Somebody is very attached to his father, and then he sees one of his brothers or somebody now, being disobedient to his father. So he feels hurt about it, that now, how can this be done? How can this happen? He feels hurt about it. Ke tum kese nalaik baay ho, ke abba ko taklif jete ho. How can you be this kind of a brother that you are causing taklif to our father? So now when this is the case in dunya, pas mu'min ke dil mein khudai ta'ala ki muhabbat hoti hai. O gunah ke kamo se sadma mahsus karta hai. So likewise the mu'min in his heart is the muhabbat of Allah ta'ala. And as a result, when there's some sin, where he witnesses some sin, or he falls into something, his heart feels tremendous grief upon this. ایک مرتبہ مولانا شاہ برار الحق صاحب دامت برکاتہم نے تین مرتبہ اپنی جگہ سے ہٹ کر حضو کیا this was the discussion about the abrar not even giving an end تکلیف so then relates one incident about حضرت برار الحق صاحب رحمت اللہ علیہ that once he was making حضو so he started making حضو then he stopped and moved to another spot then he started making wudu again and then he stopped and started move, and moved away, away to a third place. Ek jaga wudu shuru kiya, phir utkar dusi jaga bed gaye, phir waha se hatkar tisi jaga bed gaye. So now some people noticed this, that now he started off and then he stopped, went to second place, then went to a third place. So this was something unusual. Logo ne poocha ki hazrat ye kya maamla hai? Somebody asked him that hazrat, what's the problem, there was some issue. He moved away from first place, second place. So he replied and said, Farmaya waha chuntia thi. Juhuzu ke paani se muntashir ho jati. There were some ants there. Now if I opened the water there, they would all have got scattered. Now you don't know, this is like a family now. And now one might end up in one direction, another in another direction. And what will happen thereafter? Either udar bikhar jata, جس سے ان کو عذیت پہنچتی اور ان کا خاندان ادھر ادھر بکر جاتا their old family would have got scattered and this would have been تکلیف for them 
آہ یہ ہے اللہ والے یہ ہے ابرار جو چونکیوں کو بھی اذیت نہیں پہنچاتے تو دیز آر دا ٹرو اللہ والا دیز آر دا ابرار ہو ڈونٹ ایون گو اینی تکلیف ٹو اینڈ سو دس از ایکچولی ایکسپلیننگ اے ویری ویری امپورٹنٹ ایسپیکٹ دیٹ دس ایسپیکٹ آف تکلیف گونگ ڈیفیکلٹی ٹو ادرس دس از آفن ناٹ گیون اینی تھاٹ دیٹ دس از اے میجر تھنگ ڈیلیبریٹلی or carelessly, without any concern, carelessly, a person keeps giving taklif to others. That taklif can be in so many different ways, how a person conducts himself, whatever he does. So, it's sometimes not given any consideration whatsoever, that this was not a minor thing, it's a major thing. Especially a person trying to traverse the path of suluk, trying to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, trying to become uh, a friend of Allah Ta'ala, This is very, very far away from such a person, that he conducts himself in this manner. Thereafter, in light of this, goes on to another point, that apni biwiyo ki ek laak khata maaf karo. that forgive your wives even for 100,000 mistakes. So now often, somebody will say, I, you know, a thousand times I overlooked your problems. So I will say, not thousand now. Now you look at 100,000. <laughs> so, if somebody now says, now mine is already gone to 10,000, so he's still got 90,000 waiting. So, <laughs> so he's got a long way still to go before he takes offense. <laughs> اگر اپنی ایک لاکھ معاف کرانی ہے سوچیے کہ جب سے ہم بالغ ہوئے ہیں ہم سے کتنی خطائے ہوئی ہے تھنک اباؤٹ اٹ فرام دا ٹائم اے پرسن بیکیم آف ایج بیکیم بالغ فرام دیٹ ٹائم ٹو دس پوائنٹ ان ٹائم ہاؤ مینی مسٹیکس یو میڈ ہنڈریڈ تھاؤزینڈ از پرابلی اسمال نمبر تو اگر اللہ تعالیٰ سے اپنی لاکھ خطائے معاف کرانی ہے تو اپنی بیویوں کی لاکھ خطا معاف کرو سو اف یو وانٹ ٹو گیٹ اوور ہنڈریڈ آف تھاؤزینڈ آف سنس فار گیون بائی اللہ تعالیٰ دین فار گیو اوور وائز فار دی ہنڈریڈ تھاؤزینڈ آلسو ایک صاحب نے مجھ سے کہا کہ میرے گھر میں لڑائی رہتی ہے میں نے کہا میں جو مشورہ دوں گا عمل کرو گے انہوں نے کہا ہاں میں نے کہا کہ دفتر جانے سے پہلے الگ کمرے میں جاؤ جہاں کوئی دوسرا نہ ہو اور بیوی سے معانقہ کرو اور اس سے پیار کرو حضور صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم کی پیشانی صدیق اکبر رضی اللہ نے چومی تھی کبھی یہ سنت بھی ادا کرو بہرحال اگر قیامت کے دن اپنی ایک لاکھ خطائے معاف کرانی ہے تو اپنی بیوی کے ایک لاکھ خطائے معاف کرو So says one person came and he says, there's a constant fight in my house. So says, I asked him that if you, if I give you some mashwara, you'll make amal upon it. He said, yes. He said, before you go home, you out of the sight of anybody else in the home, you go and show some affection to your wife and then leave. And then he says, even Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Hazrat Siddiq Akbar Radiallahu Ta'ala Anhu, once kissed him on his forehead. So sometimes fulfills the sunnah also before going. And... then repeating the same message 
you want to get your hundred thousand sins forgiven on the day of Qiyamah, then you keep forgiving the sins, hundreds of thousands also, of your wife then. Hazrat Maha Zakariya sahab rahmatullah alayhi ne ek bar apne nokar se kaha, mein tumhe kitna kitna maaf karo. Tumne mujhe itna sataya hai ke mein bukte bukte aajiz ho gaya. Ab kitna buktu. Bukatne ka maana hai bardash karna. So Mawla Ilyas sahab rahmatullah alayhi ne farmaya ke ee mere batije jitna tujhe apna bukatwana hai, itna bukat le. Ah, kya jumla hai. This is that incident that was discussed previously as well that Hazrat Mawla Sheikh Zakira sahab rahmatullah alayhi once said to one of the somebody, some servant or someone that now how much must I keep tolerating your mistakes? I have tolerated it so long now I'm tired now. So now how much must I keep tolerating it? So Mawla sahab rahmatullah alayhi was sitting close by he said to him how much you want to get yours tolerated on the day of Qiyamah? So that much you must keep tolerating. غرض اپنی بیویوں کی ایک لاکھ خطا ماف کرو اور ان کو پیار سے رکھو therefore says that forgive even a hundred thousand mistakes of your wives and keep them with, in a good way with affection تو ان ساپ نے جن کے یہاں لرائے رہتی تھی اور بیوی ناراض رہتی تھی جب میری بتائی ہوئی ترکیب پر عمل کیا اور دفتر جاتے وقت اور آتے وقت اور سوتے وقت اس کو پیار کیا تو ساری لرائے ختم ہو گئی اور بیوی نے کہا کہ بس اسی بات کی کمی تھی کہ تم مجھ سے پیار نہیں دیتے تھے سو حضرت سے اس پرسن ہوا ہے گیو ہم دیت مشورہ سو ہی سٹارڈ میکی عمل اپون ہٹ بیفور لیونگ دا ہوم فور ورک وین ہی ریٹرن ایل ٹائم ہی شوڈ سم افیکشن بس آل دیٹ فائٹس اینڈ آف اینڈ سو آئی سیٹ بس دس واز دا ڈیفیشنسی دیٹ یو ایر شوئنگ می نو اٹینشن اینڈ افیکشن جی لہذا دل نہ چاہے پھر بھی بیوی کو پیار کرو کبھی کوئی جائز فرمائش کرے اس کو پورا کرنا نہ بولو ورنہ اس کے دل میں یہ ہوگا کہ شوہر کے دل میں ہماری قدر نہیں ہے ورنہ ہماری چائے بسکٹ وغیرہ کی چھوٹی سی فرمائش ضرور پوری کرتا to heart as if that there is no consideration for me whatsoever. Otherwise these small little things that I am requesting, he would not have forgotten about this or refused this. Iski farmaish ko khas taur se note karo or jaldi pura karo. If she requests something, as it says, take note of it and try to fulfill it quickly. Small small things add a big, go a big way in keeping that muhabbat and increasing that bond and keeping the peace, keeping the happiness. آرے یہی اخلاق پیش کر کے جنت چلے جاؤ انشاءاللہ تعالی سیز دیٹ یو کنٹینیو کنڈکٹنگ یور سیلف ان دس وے اینڈ دس از دا اخلاق ود وچ یو ول انشاءاللہ ری جنت قیامت کے دن تحجد کا نہیں پوچھا جائے گا کہ تم نے تحجد کیوں نہیں پڑھی آن دا ڈے آف قیامت پرسن اونلی کویشچن اباؤٹ تحجد اف ہی ڈیڈنٹ میک اٹ He made it, mashallah. You get tremendous rewards for it. He will be greatly 
blessed for it. But if a person did not make tahajjud, that would not be a question about why he did not make tahajjud. Because it's not farz or wajib, so on the day of Qiyamah that will not be questioned about. But, ye pucha jayega ke mere bando ke saath tumhare kya akhlaq te. This he will be questioned about that what kind of akhlaq you had with my servants. That Allah will ask him about. Allah won't ask whether you made, why you did not make the hajjud. MashaAllah, he made it, excellent. He'll get tremendously rewarded. But what kind of akhlaq he lived with, he'll be asked about that. Dekho Allah Ta'ala ne apna haq maaf kar diya, lekin makhluk ke haq ko ziyada barhaya. So Allah Ta'ala forgave his haq. That too is Allah Ta'ala's right. That a person should have been waking up in the middle of the night and worshipping Allah Ta'ala. But Allah Ta'ala kept it nafil. For the ease of his bandhas, Allah Ta'ala kept it nafil. But that was his right. So Allah Ta'ala nevertheless sort of uh, forgave that right. But Allah Ta'ala put ahead of that the right of his servants. That this a person is going to be questioned about. How he lived with others. What kind of akhlaq he had with them? Because <coughs> makhluk taklif mahsus karti hai. Lekin hamare nalaiko se Allah ta'ala ko koi taklif, hum nalaiko se Allah ta'ala ko koi taklif nahi hoti. The reason is that the makhluk experiences the taklif. Allah ta'ala doesn't get affected by our disobedience in any way. So if we did not worship Allah ta'ala extra, that too doesn't affect Allah ta'ala in any way. But the makhluk, they are affected. So Allah Ta'ala has put their right ahead. They don't give the makhluk any taklif. Hadith Paak ki dua hai, Ya man la tadurruhu dhunub, wa la tanqusuhu al-maghfira. Fahabli ma la yanqusuk, wa khfirli ma la yadurruk. Ke o zaad, e mere Allah, mere gunaho se tujko koi nuqsaan nahi, nahi pounchta. اور اگر تو ہم کو بخش دے تو تیرے خزانے میں کوئی کمی نہیں ہوگی so this dua is in the hadith sharif that addressing Allah Ta'ala that oh that being who our sins does not harm in any way that if a person has sin that sin doesn't harm Allah Ta'ala it harms himself he's causing harm to himself not to Allah Ta'ala and if Allah Ta'ala forgives somebody it doesn't bring any decrease in his treasures بس تیرا جو خزانہ کم ہونے والا نہیں وہ ہمیں دے دے یعنی تو ہمیں معاف کر دے سو so اللہ that treasure of yours which will never decrease give it to us meaning give us from it give us from your forgiveness اور ہمیں بخش دے اور ہمارے جن گناہوں سے تجھ کو کوئی تکلیف نہیں ہوئی تو انہیں معاف کرنے میں تو اس کو معاف کرنے میں آپ کا کیا بگڑتا ہے بس آپ اپنی رحمت سے ہم کو معاف دے دے معافی دے دے یہ مضمون حدیث شریف کا ہے Say Allah with our sins, this did not affect you in any way, rather you forgive us our sins. This is an ongoing discussion, the discussion of akhlaq. And this cannot be overemphasized. This from previous zamanas, this has always been raised as an issue that is generally neglected. In Adab al-Mu'asharat, the Thani Rahmatullah, kitab that he 
wrote for the very very specific purpose of teaching the muasharat, teaching the adab and etiquettes of muasharat, social life. And in that he, in the introduction, what he mentioned was that generally imaniyat, everybody meaning every person of iman, he understands this is very important, aqaida, very very basic and very fundamental, very necessary to have the aqaida in order. So those who have some slight understanding of deen also, they understand that much. Somebody is totally far away, it's a different matter. But somebody with slight understanding of deen also, he understands the aqaid, iman, I can't take any chances. Then, together with that ibadat, there's a lot of neglect in the amal of ibadat. But that salah is faraz, zakat is faraz, and this is important and very important, that too, almost every Muslim understands that. He might sometimes be neglecting this very important duty and duties, but he knows that this is very important, it's compulsory, I should not be missing it. So he has that much of conscious, consciousness about it. But then, thereafter, a very comparatively small percentage feel the mu'amalat are part of deen, and a very important part of deen. So many who are conscious of their ibadat also, are very very careful sometimes that they must not miss the salah, they must not short change their zakat etc. But when it comes to mu'amalat there is no care to double check is this halal or haram or sometimes it's known that this is not even order, you know, it will carry on, it's fine. So mu'amalat they are those who will be conscious about this too but the percentage is comparatively very much lesser. As a result many a person conscious of his salah comes to mu'amalat and he fails miserably. But then when it comes to mu'asharat, social life, living with people, that now that percentage shrinks even much more. That this too is deen and a very part, important part of deen, very fundamental part of deen. That how does a person live with others? And then when it goes beyond that to akhlaq, that is generally not even any way in the list also that this is part of deen for most people. Most people, their list of deen, that's not even any way in the list. So, when this is the case, that the neglect of akhlaq is to this level, that forget practicing on good akhlaq, even the consciousness or even the knowledge that this is a, a fundamental part of deen, that too is missing. So how much more important it is to keep reminding ourselves, keep reading about this, listening about it, reflecting and making ourselves very, very conscious about the importance of akhlaq. And it is this akhlaq that will then take a person, obviously the faraiz, wajibat, sunnat al all these things are fundamentally important according to the categories. But without akhlaq, a person cannot get anywhere. All these things are necessary, absolutely necessary. But without akhlaq, the person cannot get anywhere close to Allah Ta'ala. Akmalul mu'minina imanan, ahsanuhum khuluqa. So many hadith highlighting the importance of akhlaq in a very, very major way. Can we imagine perfection of iman is based in the perfection of akhlaq. The weightiest thing on the scales of good deeds on the day of qiyamah, good akhlaq. So, and as many times discussed, that the test of akhlaq is not when everything is going well. 
everything is fine, everybody is treating us very well, everybody is making us like a king. So now, be also very very good with everyone and say, MashaAllah, my akhlaq is excellent. That's not akhlaq, that's just basic humanity. That be good with those who are good to us. But where there's a test of some sort, some provocation, somebody has heard, something has happened, and in that situation also, a person doesn't lose control. A person still conducts himself with akhlaq. Akhlaq doesn't mean that if there's a need to correct something that's wrong, then that mustn't happen. That is also not part of akhlaq. That a person does not address what is wrong. Now his children have to be corrected. Sometimes the wife has to be corrected. So the correction must happen. But that correction must happen in the correct way. The correction must not happen in the incorrect way. So that is where the akhlaq comes in. <coughs> that, that correction too will happen with akhlaq. One is to correct somebody <coughs> and the other is to, to humiliate someone. Often we think when we are humiliating somebody that we are correcting him. Whereas that's a world of difference between the two. It is either Hazrat Hassan Basir one of the other Salaf Salihin whose statement was the one who has corrected his fellow Muslim privately he has adorned him and he has corrected him publicly he has disgraced him, humiliated him he hasn't corrected him he humiliated him obviously everything has its context and place but now the same thing was said to somebody one was said to him quietly, nicely privately and the same thing was said to him in the presence of others in the one instance it became a very noble thing it became a very praiseworthy aspect that he helped him, adorned him he said something to him in a nice way and he said it separately to him to help him the same thing was said in the presence of others it now became humiliation because now the person's fault was exposed now so now that humiliated him so all these are very fine aspects to be thinking about, bearing in mind and we are insan, we sometimes slip up somewhere but then to learn from these mistakes and to make amends also to make amends and learn from these mistakes and in this way inshallah we'll progress and get closer to Allah Ta'ala so these aspects of akhlaq need to be very very much worked upon to keep reflecting upon the aspects of good akhlaq reflect upon what is poor akhlaq and see whether this applies to us, how much it applies to us what needs to be done to remove these aspects of poor akhlaq from our lives in this way inshallah we will get the special mercy of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala grant us perfect Subhanallah